Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are live here on Football Full Circle, the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Scott Wetzel, live right here on this Wednesday, eight days away from the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. And Scott, quarterbacks are going to be the focus over this next week, plus as they virtually are every time in the National Football League. Where it stands right now, Scott Wetzel, we got a report from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport this morning that sources are telling him the San Francisco 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for the former number three overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft quarterback Trey Lance. He did reiterate that conversations have not been San Francisco reaching out, but teams just doing their due diligence and reaching out to San Francisco. The Niners fielding those phone calls. Scott, do you believe there's any that San Francisco might depart with or might part with Trey Lance ahead of next week's draft. I don't doubt it. Who knows what these uh, teams are willing to do, right? I mean, if they were willing to trade a gazillion draft choices to move up to draft them, then why not get rid of them a couple of years later? When realistically, Benny hasn't had a chance. I mean, he did have a chance, but then he got hurt. It's not like he's had a year or two where you just say, well, this is not working out. Sam Darnold with the New York Jets from a couple of years ago, right? I mean, he really hasn't had that full year to evaluate him. What we've seen really hasn't looked particularly well, good, but I mean... Not only would they be handing the reins over to Brock Purdy, but they're handing the reins over to Brock Purdy coming off elbow surgery if they were to move on. So the question would be, what would it, if they're willing to at least discuss it, right? So what would it take? Uh, two number ones, one number one? Would they? I don't, I don't think they would be willing to give him away for less than a number one, right? After all they did to move up, but I just, you know, when everything is said and done. They may look back and say, yeah, we just should have kept Jimmy G. You know, for what Jimmy G ended up signing with with Las Vegas, which wasn't a crazy contract, wasn't one of these 30, 40, 50 million dollar year deals. You know, when everything is said and done, they may look back and just say, you know what? We had our guy. He led us to a Super Bowl, almost led us to another one. Uh, We should have just kept uh, Jimmy G when everything is said and done. 
It was really interesting, Scott, the timing of that 2021 draft as well. Jimmy Garoppolo leads San Francisco to that Super Bowl appearance in Super Bowl 54 at the conclusion of the 2019 season. 2020, pretty much everybody, a part of the Niners, including Jimmy Garoppolo, banged up in season-ending injuries. The Niners had the 12th overall pick. They traded up with the Dolphins for that third overall selection to go and get their guy in Trey Lance. Scott, I think on what you hit there is very, very interesting because Trey Lance really hasn't had the opportunity to be that groomed starter in the National Football League where John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have believed he is that person to be the one to take Shanahan's offensive mastermind system and bring it to the highest power we have seen. Higher than where Jimmy Garoppolo can bring it. Higher than when even Brock Purdy can bring it we believe with all of the offensive pieces San Francisco has all the talent in place. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, just to name a few, what this team could truly be. That was seen to be Trey Lance. Scott, we haven't really seen that be the case. Two starts a season ago, injured very early on in the opening half of his second start, week number two against the Seattle Seahawks. He had a couple of spots in 2021 before... Uh, I should say, with Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured and a couple of packages that utilized him. But prior to that, Scott, we haven't seen Trey Lance play a lot of football. He wasn't active in 2020 because the FCS season was in the spring and Lance had to get ready for the 2021 NFL draft. We haven't seen Trey Lance play a lot of football, Scott, in the better portion of the last three and a half years. And that is going to be a part of this story as well. Yeah, four starts. Eight games, but four starts he's made. That That's it. 55% of his pass is complete. Uh, less than 800 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, you know, rush for some yards in the team. But you, yeah, nothing. I mean, four starts over three years, and you're ready to write them off already. I, I just – I don't know if we should be – uh, impressed with San Francisco, willing to accept that they made a mistake or look at San Francisco with a keen eye and say, well, what are you doing? You, you, you haven't given the guy a chance to, to, to fail yet. So it's all about, right, that Ben, it's all about handing a championship football team, which is what San Francisco is or was, to a rookie quarterback. And, and you don't kind of have that luxury to, you know, be able to, to, to learn through the lumps. And then you get, you know, a Brock Purdy situation where he looks like he's the greatest thing in the world last year and everything falls the right way. But I, I don't know, you know, if I'm really sold on Brock Purdy to tell you the truth, despite his success last year. So it, it's a weird, the whole thing right from them moving up to draft Lance, I, I didn't get it. I just didn't understand it. Uh, some of these teams do the weirdest things with these quarterbacks. You know, you had a guy in Jimmy G, you traded for Jimmy G, he had success. It seems like the nice enough guy in the world. I can't imagine there's something behind the scenes where the team is saying, gee, we got to get rid of him. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, as, as smart as San Francisco has been over the last few years with drafts and everything else, the quarterback situation seems to have them befuddled. And despite all that, Scott, they've still made the NFC Championship game yeah, three yeah. of the past four years, which is truly astounding. It was also surprising to me, Scott, that Brock Purdy is already seen as that week one starter, given the fact that he will come back from injury later than Trey Lance, who is already throwing, who is already moving around. We might not see Brock Purdy throw until late July, right around when training camp is starting. And he is going to be that week one starter, it would seem, despite what was invested in Trey Lance. We'll continue the conversation up next on Football Full Circle. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're back live right here on FFC. That's Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. Scott, it seems as though San Francisco is at least receiving calls, what they are doing with said calls, into the inquiring minds of what Trey Lance's status is with the organization is happening right now in the pre-draft process, eight days away from the start of the 2023 NFL draft. Again, it was in 2021 when Trey Lance was traded up as San Francisco moved up the draft order to draft Trey Lance third overall. Scott, we were talking about right before the break there, how it's interesting that Trey Lance is seen to be the one on the chopping block, that he might be, although we're not sure San Francisco is even welcoming any of this interest, that there is at least a leaked report to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport that maybe Trey Lance could be on the move if the price is right. Brock Purdy, Scott, it would seem from everything we have heard this offseason, from general manager John Lynch, from these reports, is going to be their week one starter if healthy. Health being a huge component of that, Scott, and it's a little bit puzzling when you think of the investment into Trey Lance and having to trade up to the third overall pick two years ago to get him that he's not assumed to be their week one starter for 2023. I find it a little bit interesting, Scott, that it's Brock Purdy's show and Trey Lance has to earn his job back it seems and not the other way around yeah not only that think about this he's not being anointed the starter over brock purdy but he was anointed the starter over jimmy g who was coming off a super bowl appearance Uh, again another example of like what what is san fran really doing is it all a smoke screen 
that you know they want to tell the world it's it's Purdy's show, so we're, we're going to trade Lance, but that that means um, you know it, it's going to cost that much more. But I, you know, if, if you think about it, really they wouldn't do that because they would try and tell the world no, it's actually Trey Lance's show. But if you want him, okay. So the, the whole thing is bizarre, right? I mean, he gets anointed the starter over Jimmy G, but he won't be anointed the starter over a guy who was drafted dead last, coming off elbow surgery. Oh, by the way, which by all accounts it looks like things are going well, but but who knows? It, it, it's just weird. Um, you know why? Why wouldn't you bring both these guys into camp and just say, "All right, we'll let, let the best man win," and uh, you sure. know we have a pretty good backup. Instead, they go out and get Sam Darnold who, you know, is a pretty serviceable backup, I would say. So it does seem like they're willing to part ways with, with Trey Lance, right? Um, I don't get it. Unless they think they can get the – well, what would you give up for Trey Lance, uh, Ben? Would you give up a number one for him? Would you, you know, basically allow Sam Fran to recoup at least a number one for him at this point? And you, you have to think that's what the asking price is. If they were to right. let him go for anything less than that, Scott, it's – an indication that you made one of the worst draft selections of all time. Because although he hasn't played much, and there now is some injury history for Lance, he's not like he's been banged up off the lot. At least it shouldn't be. He's still young. He's still under the age of 25. And he still has a ton to prove. But you traded up to number three overall to select him in favor of drafting Justin Fields or Mac Jones or anybody else in that draft class, mainly Justin Fields, who must be sitting there, Scott, by the day and feeling better and better about the idea he was spurned by the Jets and the Niners and saying, see, guys, I told you yeah. so. Regardless where things stand for Trey Lance, you cannot let him go away or be dealt for anything less than at least one first-round pick, Scott. You're not going to get multiple for a guy that hasn't proven anything in the National Football League yet, but... I find it very interesting, Scott, given the investment in Trey Lance, that he would be the one that might be worth trading. Brock Purdy was sensational last year in the eight games that he played for San Francisco. He started five in the regular season, seven overall, but really took over, over for the injured Jimmy G early on in that opening quarter on December 4th against Miami. And Scott, in those first seven games that he played, San Francisco scored at least 30 points in six of the seven. Their offense looks sensational. 41 in the wild card game, of course, his first playoff start against Seattle. 18 of 30, 332 three touchdowns added another on the ground there's a lot of people that make the argument Brock Purdy doesn't have to do a ton get the ball to Christian McCaffrey get the ball to Debo Samuel get the ball to George Kittle and you'll find success great that's what San Francisco's offense is set up to be and Brock Purdy did exactly what was asked of him to orchestrate and find success in those six regular season games that he appeared in three quarters or more San Francisco scored at least 33 points in five of the six and the one they did not was against Seattle in the regular season still scored 21 and Brock Purdy 65% completion percentage two touchdowns no interceptions Scott very clean with the football did everything that was asked of him and yes I I can see why, despite the fact he was Mr. Irrelevant in the last pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, San Francisco might be changing their tune on his evaluation. But like you, Scott, I would expect this to be more of an open quarterback battle entering this season and training camp for San Francisco here in 2023 than it appears to be at this moment in the offseason. Yeah, and don't forget where Trey Lance came from, right? North Dakota State. 
it's not like he's coming from, you know, pick a school, USC, Notre Dame, and he only played one year at North Dakota State. Remember, he sat out the second year with the COVID, so he hasn't really played, what we might say, four games in the three years he's been in the NFL. Outside of the 2019 season, we've seen basically nothing of this guy, you know, and I can't help but think, Ben, that his value has been devalued, not because of what he's done or hasn't done, but... You know, three years ago, the scrambling quarterback, you know, was just emerging in the NFL. And it's like, wow, this guy could be the next who, who knows what. You know, he could scramble, he could throw the football a mile, this, that, and what have you. But, you know, here we are four years later since the last time he's played. And these guys are now almost a dime a dozen. Whether they could be NFL quarterbacks and have the accuracy, different story. But there's a zillion guys in college that can scramble all over the place and throw the football a country mile. But that doesn't mean they're, they're going to be great. So it's almost like... What Trey Lance brought to the table that made him so special four years ago, uh, 2019 season, we'll say, uh, is no longer that unique in the NFL anymore. So I don't know if you'd get a number one, you know, for, for him. One year, 2019. Didn't play 2020 in college, basically, and, and four games in the NFL in three years. Um, that's, that's a lot of sitting around uh, hoping that this guy really is as good as Sam Fran thought he was. Yeah, I do agree with the point, Scott, that the quarterbacking position has changed and the availability of having the potential to have a quarterback that resembles the style of play that Trey Lance, at least we saw during that 2019 campaign with North Dakota State presents, is always out there. But there's a reason that Trey Lance was drafted third overall by San Francisco, and I'm sure there were other NFL teams that felt similarly. So if you can take a guy that you know at least has a little bit of NFL experience and find him now in the National Football League. It doesn't mean there's a guarantee of success, of course, with, with Trey Lance or any other quarterback, but you're probably still going to get some value from him. I just think from San Francisco's perspective, if they're not getting a first-round pick, then you don't even entertain this trade. There's no guarantee Brock Purdy is going to be healthy enough to be your day-one starter in 2023. There's no guarantee, frankly, that Brock Purdy is a franchise quarterback. Does he deserve a shot? Has he proven people wrong? Absolutely so. But it's not a guarantee that he he is now your guy that you can construct an entire franchise around, a la a Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, so on and so, so forth. Trey Lance should still be a part of that conversation, certainly seeing, Scott, the value they once placed on him and the investment they placed into him as well. It's a business at the end of the day, is what everybody will tell you about professional sports. It would be a terrible investment for San Francisco to do what they did to acquire Trey Lance with a third overall selection and then let him walk for peanuts. I don't expect that to be the case. Again, San Francisco is just receiving these calls we're not entirely sure what interest or time of day they are letting them have we'll see it's all a part of the conversation here and scott it really ties us in to the 2023 nfl draft as well because as we are seeing there are a ton of teams that need a quarterback at some point this offseason and a ton that might invest in one here in eight days when the nfl draft starts on a thursday night in kansas city we'll take a look at the odds and everything available up next here on football full circle SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're back here on FFC live on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Eight days away from the 2023 NFL Draft. That opening night round number one in Kansas City. And Scott, where the odds are trending right now, it seems although Carolina is still on the clock and will be until that first selection is made, we know who's going one of one. Minus 1,200, Scott, is the price now on Alabama's Bryce Young to be the first overall selection. A heavy, heavy odds on favorite to be that first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, Scott, a lot can change over the span of a week plus as it pertains to NFL draft markets. A lot has changed in the last week plus as it pertains to this number one overall pick. But, Scott, where we are at this point, eight days away, do you think Bryce Young is a lock to go first overall to Carolina? No, I wouldn't say lock. Uh, More than likely, it appears so, but you have the GM yesterday coming out saying that, no, we did not tell Bryce Young that he was going to be taken number one. So I don't don't know where that all started. I don't know why it necessarily became such a heavy, heavy favorite, but I I don't believe these insiders know things, Ben. I just don't. So uh, I I would never say it's a lock. Um, You know, it it appears that that's the, the way it's going, but There'd be no real reason, you know, no crazy reason why Carolina would be lying to people since they have the number one pick and they don't have to worry about what anybody else thinks. But uh, if it was bright, well, why wouldn't they just come out? Yeah, he's he's our guy. You know what? He's our guy. We're taking him number one and you guys can battle for number two if you want. We don't care. We're we're done. We're number one. Um, I don't see any real reason why they would do that if that, that was the case. So... And I can't believe they wouldn't know by now, right? I, I mean, how long have they yeah, had? You're telling you know. me a week. That's one goofy thing that uh, Fitterer said yesterday, the GM. Like, well, we're, we're not, we're do, still doing our due diligence, and then we don't know yet. And I mean, how could that possibly be? If, if you don't know by now, then you're you're lousy at your job, then. So you should get another job. Um, so, but I just don't know why they would have this smoke screen if it is Bryce Young. Why wouldn't they just say? It is an interesting thing, Scott, right? You don't want to take the Carolina brass for their word when they say we are not entirely sure who we're picking, but you want to take them for the word when they say we're not entirely set 
on Bryce Young. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they know who they are taking with the first overall selection. If they don't 100% know, it's 99.9999% because, again, they control their own destiny here, unlike the 30 teams that draft behind them in that first round. Again, a reminder, only 31 first-round selections this year in 2023 as Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, was suspended and the pick was forfeited from the Dolphins based on the tampering that was found among that Dolphins organization. Now, here's the thing as well. Scott I think the reason you're not going to hear anybody in the Panthers organization completely outright come and say that Bryce Young is our guy is because you don't want to give anybody else an edge regardless of what that edge might potentially be in the National Football League you are doing your due diligence where you are uh you have the charge of making sure that everything works in the favor of your team, of your organization. And Scott, there's a couple of teams in Carolina's own division that if there was an idea that a quarterback they loved in C.J. Stroud was available at number two, maybe they would trade up to that second overall pick, especially because it seems as though Houston is not set on Stroud. Tampa Bay might be looking for their quarterback of the future. Atlanta has a much more likely spot with the eighth overall pick. So I think, Scott, even if it really means nothing, Carolina is still saying, oh, we got to keep the idea that C.J. Stroud is in play for number one so that Atlanta doesn't do everything in their power to trade with Houston for that second overall pick. It doesn't really matter, Scott. Anything that Carolina says really is not going to impact that. But I just think it's the way the National Football League works and how their minds all come together but Scott it is very interesting to see CJ Stroud from the odds perspective we spent a ton of time talking about this yesterday here on FFC with Joe Lisi but Scott it bears repeating that the favorite to go number two overall is not CJ Stroud it's not a quarterback it's a defensive player the edge rusher out of Alabama will Anderson Jr. He is the two to one favorite, Scott, to go second overall. A pick the uh, the Houston Texans currently own. C.J. Stroud and Will Levis now are tied for the second best odds at plus two. 50. With Will Anderson, Scott, now the favorite to go second overall, what does that signify to you about what Houston is doing with the number two overall pick? What do you think is the more likely scenario? Houston is fielding trade requests for that second overall pick with a quarterback now very much on the board, or they are going to go defense with that second overall selection? Well, they, and listen, if the rumors are true, then it, they're going to go defense, and they think uh, with the 12th overall pick that they got from the Browns, that maybe one of those top four quarterbacks will, will slide down to them. I, I, I can't believe they're going to head into next season with the quarterbacks that they currently have on their roster. I, I just, yeah. I, boy, that, that would be so crazy for me to think that. They'd be taking a big gamble. You know, more and more mock drafts have the top four quarterbacks all going in the top 10, unless Houston thinks they can move up from that number 12 spot. Um, but I, I would... If, if I like the quarterback, I, I would take him number two. Or, or you know, maybe you slide down a little bit if you like two guys and then you go to number three or number four. Uh, but I, I wouldn't screw around with that. But if that, that I'm surprised. You know, again, FanDuel doesn't have uh, the, those things in New York. So I'm surprised to hear that he would be the second. Uh, he, he's now the odds-on favorite to be the second choice, not another quarterback. Interesting. Um, you're looking to, to re, rejuvenize your franchise, right? Are you going to do that with a defensive player? Like that, I mean, who's obviously really good, don't get me wrong, but, boy, I, I'm right. surprised. I, I would be surprised if they did that. I agree, Scott. It would be very, very interesting for me if Houston stays at two and takes Will Anderson or any other defender. I don't think they need to. 
It is not a necessity right now with how quarterback rich this draft class is perceived to be and how many teams need a quarterback for Houston to sit there at two and use that pick. If they do not think C.J. Stroud is their quarterback of the future, that's their prerogative. I might disagree. You might disagree, Scott, but that's what Houston is saying. And on one hand, I understand. The second overall pick is incredibly valuable. If you are not dead set on a certain quarterback, if you do not believe he is the new face of your franchise, then you shouldn't waste that pick on him. You should not. It's too valuable of a selection, and it will be too highly sought after and highly scrutinized and highly public and highly crucial for that quarterback to be the face of your franchise, not for next year or the year after that, but hopefully for a decade-plus run. If that's not who you believe C.J. Stroud is, hey, then you don't make that pick. But, Scott, on one hand, you have the second overall pick to change the landscape of your franchise as well, and the quarterback is by far the most important position to do that. Having the second overall pick, despite what the odds might say or the outlook might be for 2023 for Houston, is not a guarantee to draft in the top five or top three next year and have your pick of the litter to be involved in the Caleb Williams or Drake May sweepstakes. There are so many outstanding factors, Scott, that are different moving forward next year than what is currently your reality with having that second overall selection. So it is a very bold play for Houston to say to themselves, C.J. Stroud's not our guy. What do we do with number two? I think, Scott, it would be a mistake to stay there at second overall, not hear from other teams, not try to amass a ton of draft capital, because what you are saying virtually, Scott, with that second overall selection, if it's not a quarterback, that means so many other positions of, along our roster take priority, and there are so many holes that Houston needs to fill, so many areas improvement the Texans absolutely need. Go acquire all the draft capital you possibly can to go along with that 12th overall selection that you had you had two first round picks last year and frankly you bungled the third overall selection by not taking sauce Gardner and taking Derek Stingley Jr. instead that you've had so much draft capital over these last few few seasons and have more to come down the line based on that Deshaun Watson trade with the Cleveland Browns that you are having the potential Scott as an organization to really change your landscape by filling out a ton of positions instead of focusing secularly on one which is that quarterback position if that's what you're saying to your fan base then you better have a ton of draft capital to strike while the iron is hot and fill so many needs along your roster yeah and, and two things one don't forget who the head coach is. Now, I don't know how much the head coach really has to say, but considering he's a, the local guy and former Texan, you brought him in, they probably gave him some power to have some say on who they're drafting. And he's coming from a team in San Francisco, you know, that, that one with a mediocre quarterback in Jimmy G and, you know, less than mediocre quarterback from the outset anyway in Brock Purdy. So if he has any kind of influence on where they're going, maybe it is defense. And two, Ben, this is just me, but I'm not – I'm either going all in on offense or all in on defense, meaning if they keep and stay where they are, 2 and 12, or roughly 2 if they draft down, move down a little bit, I'm taking either two defensive guys and really trying to build up my defense, or I'm taking the quarterback and I'm taking a wide receiver to match him up at 12 and just working on my offense. I'm not taking one offense. I'm not taking one quarterback and then not drafting another wide receiver or offensive lineman to help him and just throw him to the wolves. Uh, pick one, offense or defense. Don't try and do both. That's how I like to do things. 
I understand, but when you have so many positions of need and so many spots along your roster, whether it's a focus on defense with a new defensive-minded head coach in D'Amico Ryans or filling out the entirety of your roster, which is a necessity for the Houston Texans, either way, Scott, if that's your decision and the quarterback is not your priority, then you need to amass as much draft capital as possible to be able to do that. An offensive focus, a defensive focus, a combination of the two, which is necessary, of course, in the National Football Football League. We'll continue to talk, Scott, about what could happen after the first overall selection because this draft could be a little bit chaotic up next here on Football Full Circle because if Houston is not sold on a quarterback, who might be? We'll talk about it up next here on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're back on FFC. Over the next week or so, the conversation here will be the 2023 NFL Draft. And a lot of that discussion for the draft will be focused on quarterbacks. Scott, there is a potential. We see a ton of movement on draft night a week from tomorrow. We saw 10 trades in the opening round on that opening night last year in Las Vegas in 2022. This year in Kansas City, it might start early and often, Scott, because again, like it we mentioned in our previous segment, and as it appears right now, it seems Carolina is set that Bryce Young is the number one overall selection for the Panthers. That being said, Scott, we're not entirely sure what Houston is going to do at two and what those ramifications could be for the rest of the draft on that opening night. If Houston is set on a defensive player, Scott, and they are not looking to trade that second overall selection, you are going to have a multitude of teams, in my estimation, trying to trade with the Cardinals at number three. We have already heard six NFL teams have reached out to Arizona about that third overall selection. Scott, I think a ton more would get involved if C.J. Stroud 
was available on the draft board. And as it looks right now, that is going to be the case. So, Scott, what is your prediction? Do you think we will see a lot of trades on the opening night of the NFL draft a week from tomorrow? It'll be interesting, you know, because the same time last year, Ben, we were all discussing the same thing about how there were going to be three or four quarterbacks, which I never understood. Now, listen, I've been wrong just as much as I've been right, but there were like three or four quarterbacks that were all being considered for first-rounders, and I'm like, I don't think so, but okay. So we're hearing the same thing now. And, you know, it's a consensus. Young's going to go in the first round. Stroud's going to go in the first round. But Will, Will Levis, Will Anthony Richardson, you know, because these are the same guys uh, last year, you know, the Malik Wilson of the world that I just didn't understand or even or, you know some of the other guys uh, uh, that, that went later in, in the draft so what's interesting is on paper you have a lot of teams drafting in the top 10 that don't theoretically need quarterbacks Philadelphia 10 Chicago at 9 uh, Atlanta to a lesser extent uh, but they did draft they, they spent you know capital on Desmond Ritter Vegas signs Jimmy G at 7 Lions are set with Jared Goff Seattle re-signs uh, Geno Smith they don't need a quarterback Arizona albeit uh, hurt with Kyler Murray but theoretically doesn't need a quarterback really it's just Carolina Houston and Indianapolis so if you have teams that are moving up you know you're talking Washington from 16 Tampa Bay from 19 uh, Baltimore, if, if they figure they're, they're not going to re-sign and, and be able to work things out with Lamar Jackson at 22. Um, you know, so that's going to create a lot of trades uh, and, and some good trades, some interesting trades, not just moving from five mm -hmm. to three. These are going to be like monster deals, Ben. So I think we will. I think these teams are going to move up. I think their teams are searching for hope. Um, and, I, and I think draft day this year is going to be crazier. Maybe the craziest draft of all. All for quarterbacks that I don't think any of them are really that great, to tell you the truth. But that's never stopped a team before. And that's the difference, Scott. And I think you can admit it might not be your own personal evaluation, but understanding how the quarterback is prioritized and knowing what this draft class is perceived to be, we might believe it's the right or wrong move, but teams are certainly interested. Now, you mentioned a couple of teams still in the top 10 that have some veterans that they have signed this offseason or extended this offseason, but I don't know if it's a complete and full answer to their quarterback position. I would throw Seattle still in that ring. Las Vegas still in that ring. I don't think Detroit needs to do much with the sixth overall pick, given they have the 18th overall selection as well. But, Scott, there's a couple of quarterbacks that might go in the top 10, that might go in the first round, and Anthony Richardson out of Florida and Will Levis out of Kentucky that I think you could look at for their raw physical traits and be incredibly high on and encouraged by with an understanding they may, might need some time to develop at the National Football League level. Well, what better position than having that veteran in there like Geno Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo in there for Las Vegas to have that bridge camp? Because, Scott, I think you and I could both sit here and say Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo are not going to be the face of these respective franchises, that they might lead them to a winning season. They might lead them to a postseason appearance with these current rosters, but what is their cap beyond that? And if Seattle and or Las Vegas, certainly Atlanta, because I don't think a third-round selection of Desmond Demitter would keep Atlanta 
Atlanta out of the quarterback bargaining here that you might be able to say this is okay for now but if we think we have a generational type franchise type player available in their evaluation they might go out and get them so I do believe that there are still a couple of teams in the top 10 that could be on the move if they believe a CJ Stroud or an Anthony Richardson is available in the first five picks of this NFL draft and behind them Scott that's where it gets interesting as well Tennessee at 11 New England at 14 Washington at 16 Detroit maybe at 18 if they want to move up and use that second first round selection on a quarterback of the future if they're not sold on Jared Goff Tampa Bay at 19 as well there's a couple of teams in there Scott that I think they might be okay with what they have right now for 2023 but are of the understanding there might be a certain cap or ceiling to that quarterback that they feel differently in their evaluation of another quarterback so I think from that perspective we are going to see some trades Scott especially with a quarterback like CJ Stroud if he falls past two This is not a developmental piece like an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis. C.J. Stroud, Scott, in my estimation, is a quarterback that is ready to be a week one starter in the National Football League last year. Why do I say that? He is one of the most efficient passers in the history of college football, the fourth most efficient over the span of his two years, his career in Columbus. He has two of the five most efficient passing seasons in the history of Big Ten football. And we know, Scott, in the last decade or so, certainly in the last five to seven years in the college ranks, the passing game, how how prolific that has been has really taken over from a ground and pound more typical style of old-fashioned football. So a lot of the most efficient seasons you are going to see have happened from 2014 on. I get that. But still, that is where C.J. Stroud ranks, ahead of Bryce Young, ahead of multiple quarterbacks we have seen drafted in the top 10 in the last three NFL drafts. So that's where I believe, Scott, quarterback is still at a premium, and we are going to see some moves movement because of it especially with cj stroud potentially on the board if houston is not sold on taking him at two yeah you wonder you're like where is the, the line in the sand where you say all right we used uh, you know washington uses a seventh round pick or a, a fifth round pick on sam howell uh atlanta uses a third rounder on desmond ritter so ben where is that line where it's like, uh, okay, uh, we like this guy. We used the third rounder. We used the second rounder. Yeah. We used the fifth rounder. Uh, so we're going to devote the team to him next year. We're going to give him a shot. You know, where is that line where it's like, nah, you know, fifth rounder on, on Sam Howe, that was, that was just a hunch. We're going to move up and go get C.J. Stroud. Or, or Kyle Trask, I think was, uh, I want to say it's second rounder. Tampa Bay. Second round, right? Yeah, second. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. Is that worth you – know, listen, a second-round pick is a pretty high pick, right? So is for that sure. enough for Tampa Bay to say, all right, you, you got a free year here to be the face of the franchise? I'm, I'm curious about that. And then for Houston, if they really love Will Anderson, you know, how much do you love him? You know, if a team comes to you and mm-hmm. says, all right, we're, we're going to give you the seventh, eighth, ninth overall pick, and Anderson figures to be gone by then, do you love Anderson that much? Will you say no to that? Uh, or do you just say, no, Anderson's our guy because we, we love him so much? Interesting uh, dilemma uh, for a few teams in, in the top 10 this year. Scott, I think all of those questions you raise are incredibly valid, and those are the questions that will have to be answered. You're right. A third-round draft pick, a third-round draft selection is not chump change. It's day number right. two. It's still incredibly valuable. It is still how the NFL perceives that, especially when you spend it, Scott, on a quarterback. A backup offensive guard that doesn't pan out after a couple of years, all right, we'll make our moves. But on a quarterback, that brings it to a higher level. So you're right. 
drafting Desmond Ritter in the third round is not just like, ah, we hope, ah, it didn't work out after one year. Shucks. Our evaluation has changed in a complete 180 in a year's time. But it is interesting, Scott, because that line for Atlanta will be very fascinating to see. And for a lot of these teams, Scott, although they might have to answer a quarterback question, they also have a lot of questions to answer across their roster where it might not make sense at this point to draft a quarterback where they think, all right, let's give Desmond Ritter a shot if we give him a better offensive line or there's a better defense on the other side of the football. So all of that, I think, is taken into account. The line would seem very far away well off into the distance, Scott, for that third-round selection the Titans used last year on Malik Willis. Because right now, Tennessee is the favorite, the favorite NFL team to draft Anthony Richardson. I would not be surprised, Scott, if Tennessee is on the move, up from 11, wherever that may be. I think Tennessee might be one of the teams that moves. I really do think that Atlanta could move. I really do believe that New England and or Washington at 14 and 16 might look to move. And although it might be a couple of spots, Scott, for Tennessee to get up into the top seven or for Washington get to get up into the top ten, moving up by three spots on the NFL draft board in the first round is going to cost you a premium in terms of draft capital where you have to give that investment back to the team you are trading with. So these are very difficult decisions, Scott, knowing how valuable draft capital is in the National Football League, especially if you are going to spend that draft capital on a quarterback who you are going to make the future of your franchise yeah and then if you're the indianapolis colts you know this is a great game of poker ben you know, yeah carolina yeah. you know is pretty much consensus they're, they're, they're taking a quarterback and it figures to be bryce young all right so houston now all of a sudden is up in the air they're they're thinking that they want a defensive guy so you know houston's calling around and everyone's calling houston and arizona doesn't figure to need a quarterback so if you're the colts you say all right if houston does take the defensive guy arizona takes the guy we're sitting there and, and we can go get stroud but the Texans are telling the Colts, well, listen, I, I got a team that's willing to offer me a number one plus a number one for next year for the second overall pick, Colts. Meanwhile, the Texans might not be doing that, but do you buy into that at the Colts? And do you move up from four to two when you might not have to? Do you hope the chips yeah. fall the right way for the Colts? Uh, and, and that's where the poker playing comes into hand. Who's bluffing and who's not bluffing uh, in order for Indianapolis to grab a quarterback that you would think yep. they definitely would need, right? Yeah, I think Indianapolis is going to take a quarterback, Scott. It's just a matter of who and when and who that person that falls to them or who do they go up to get. You bring up a great point, Scott, because you're drafting fourth. There are two teams technically ahead of you that, well, Houston needs a quarterback, but it seems as though Houston is not sold on C.J. Stroud. You have two teams drafting ahead of you that don't seem like they are going to pick a quarterback. You might be thinking to yourself, Mamma Mia, we're going to have the pick of the litter. Stroud, Levis, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Richardson, it does not matter. But then you have to be incredibly wary, Scott, of everybody behind you, of what they are talking to, who they are talking to, what they are talking about, what they are willing to offer. Where you might be spooked, Scott, into the idea of, all right, I need to move up, even if it's by a pick, to make sure I keep all the agency, the ball in my court to get the guy that I want. Not the guy that I am scared other people are going to get, but the person that I think is going to be the future of this NFL organization. Indianapolis might think that, Scott, about C.J. Stroud. But maybe they're okay if Will Levis is there. Maybe they're okay if somebody moves up to take Stroud at two. And here's the interesting wrinkle on top of that, Scott. I don't think Houston's going to be willing to trade with Indianapolis. Two divisional foes, certainly with the idea the Colts could be drafting their quarterback of the future. 
that's you know a uh, good point good point i didn't really think about that but yeah uh that that's the last thing you really want to do you hear about that all the time at all the other leagues but especially yeah. so in football with the quarterback position absolutely so Scott, Houston might not be sold on C.J. Stroud. It doesn't mean they want to give Indianapolis the chance to mold him into a long Pro Bowl-type quarterback in the National Football League. We'll wrap up the show up next here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back for a few more minutes here on Football Full Circle, live on the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, Scott, as we wrap up today's show, after all of our conversation, where do you think C.J. Stroud is drafted in the 2023 NFL Draft? If you had to pick the spot and maybe even the team, Scott, where do you think C.J. Stroud ends up in the opening round a week from tomorrow night? Number two. Um, I think when everything is said and done, the Texans do take him. Or if, if they don't, then they trade down and someone else does. Uh, whether it's the Colts moving up or one of the other teams we mentioned, I think he does go two. Uh, Young goes one, uh, and, and he goes two. Maybe even, you know, if you, Carolina, you know, if you're not telling the world, back to that real quickly, if you're not telling the world it's Bryce Young because you're really, you, you would take either Young or Stroud, so you're trying to convince the Texans to move up. Even if you can get a, another third round, fourth round, whatever it could be, you know, what's the difference? Yeah. But I think Stroud goes number two overall. Not a bad point, Scott. Right now, and, and the thing that's interesting about these odds, if you do bet on these markets, it's not who takes C.J. Stroud at number two overall. It's not who drafts Bryce Young at number one overall, just that Bryce Young is the first overall selection. Is there a world where Bryce Young is sought to be that guy so everybody is trading up to get him? That could include the Houston Texans, Scott, who were sold on Bryce Young, it appeared, because when C.J. Stroud was the odds-on favorite to be the first overall pick, Bryce Young was also the odds-on favorite to go number two overall. 
overall to Houston. Maybe it's not that the Texans don't want a quarterback, Scott. It's that they just don't want a particular quarterback. So maybe there is a chance Houston adds in an additional second rounder or a third rounder, and that is enough to trade them up one spot to get their guy. And Carolina's pretty set with having C.J. Stroud. I think that plus 250 price on Stroud to be the number two overall pick is incredibly enticing, Scott, because I agree with you. I think somebody might be making their way up to draft the quarterback out of Ohio State. He's Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. That does it for us today on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. But keep it locked right here. The money line is up next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.